Halleluja, Halleluja. Aren't you glad that we have a sovereign God to go before? That no matter what burdens we have, no matter what cares we have, that we can take them to him and know that he's in control. We don't know whether he's going to lift the burden or give us strength to carry it. But we know that we have a sovereign king that we can go to. Mm. We have a sovereign God that we know will hear us. That will take that burden in his way and make it lighter. You know, sometimes it is lifting that burden up. Sometimes it's giving us the strength to carry it further. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. You can be seated today. As you can see, pastor's not here. He's not feeling well. So today, as you're going throughout your day, Remember him, say his name in prayer as many times as you can remember. It's never a, a good thing to not have your leader leading. We have leaders in our church, but when the leader of the leaders isn't leading, it's not always a good thing. We could get through, God still moves, God still uses people, God still answers prayer. But it's never good to see the leader not leading. I'll just leave it at that. So today, tomorrow, anytime you think of him, say his name in prayer. Today, I want to talk about repentance. And I have to admit, this is a, a re somewhat recycled sermon I thought it fitting when Pastor told me that I might need to speak today. This is what came to mind right away. And when I, I, I knew that I, I spoke it um, quite a few years ago and knew it was right around this time, I didn't realize it was this day seven years ago, December 31st. So I thought, yeah, it's even more fitting. I'd like to start out by uh, reading Psalms 119 and 105. It says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, for your anointance once again. I pray, Lord, that you would speak through me, Lord, that only your words would be conveyed. I pray, Lord Jesus, Lord, that you would anoint this message. 
Lord, use it for your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, this morning during class, we talked a little bit about about New Year's resolutions and, and goals and looking back at the past year and looking forward to the year to come. And it seems like right around this time, it's the same thing. You know, how many have, have seen the videos or read the articles? Top 10 of 2023. The worst 10 of 2023. Put your name or put the category in. You know, top TV shows, worst TV shows, top movies, worst movies. For me, top technologies and products, worst technologies and products. We also, right about this time, we start seeing the predictions. Top technologies for 2024. Top TV shows you must watch in 2024. Seems like this is a, a perfect time, just like we did in our class is to do what the business calls an annual review. Time to look back at what we've accomplished. Look forward to what we want to accomplish. We often look back and, you know, we make the that's just, it's face facts. How many have made the New Year's resolution? January 1st, I'm going to start. January 15th, you can't even remember what it was. How many have, and I'm raising my hand first because I've done it twice, um, got a membership at a gym saying, I'm going to work out this year. To never show up to the gym once. Twice. (laughs) We make resolutions. We want to see ourselves better in the year to come than what we did in the past year. So we make these resolutions. These resolutions could be health-related. You know, I'm going to lose weight, going to drink less coffee, drink less pop. It could be more educational, you know. I'm going to learn a specific language or a specific topic. Or it could be economic. I'm going to change careers. Or I'm going to get that promotion. Or it could be, you know, the rest, the self-help. I'm going to take that trip. Well, last year, Teresa and I made that goal. We went to Hawaii. It was, we reached that goal. You know, we made the trip. But every year, we, we have all done it. Some, some of those resolutions we meet, but a lot of them we don't. And too often we hear People say that, you know, I'm going to change. The coming year, I'm going to change. And again, the year ends and no change has happened. Resolutions are a good thing, but too often they are forgotten. 
only remembered for a short time, and then we return to our original selves. Some time ago, I heard a radio program that was speaking on the subject of resolutions and making changes. It talked about why so many resolutions have yet to be met, why they are made but not followed through with. As I listened, my mind started considering how many of our resolutions are like our repentance. We come to a time where we see that we are in a place that we don't like and we decide to change only to fall back to our pre-repentant selves. Also thought about all the people that I've met that have started out with the Lord. Have received the Holy Ghost, been baptized in this church, yet the pews are empty. If everyone, I'll say everyone that is still living that received the Holy Ghost in this building came to one service at our church, we couldn't hold them. But as we can see, a lot of the pews are empty. We set out to make a change, and we make a great change to start with. But then we revert back. The program guest also talked about how to make a successful change in your life. They spoke of five stages of successful changes. This is something that, that stuck with me. The first thing you need to know about making a change is what stage of change you are in. That was one of the key, key points that they tried to point out. For you to make a successful change, you have to know where you are. You have to know in what stage you're in. So that makes us first have to stop and evaluate where we are. As they proceeded through the stages, I saw myself in each stage in different aspects. The five stages are this. There's pre-contemplation. There's contemplation. There's preparation. There's action. And then there's maintenance. Pre-contemplation, they spoke about it being more of the denial that there is a problem. You know, a lot of times you, you talk about, like even Alcoholics Anonymous. One of the first things they say that for you to be successful is you have to realize there is a problem. Those who have a problem and deny it are in this stage. And they, they gave 
four simple terms that kind of describe this stage. It's reluctance, it's rebellion, it's resignation, and it's rationalization. Those in this stage don't see the problem or don't see the issue as a problem. Or I can stop at any time. Those with health issues usually say, but it only hurts when I'm okay. They deny the problem exists or they acknowledge it, but resign to the the idea that nothing can be done. The next stage is contemplation. Those in the contemplation stage understand and see changes needed, but either do not know what to do or just cannot make the decision to make the change. This is where a lot of people are in health issues. And I used to be one of them. They have gone to the doctor and have been told to exercise more. I'm still there. Eat less fats. But have not made a change in activity or diet. They have considered the pros and cons. And they understand what the risks and rewards are. But they are still on the fence as to whether they can do it. Some will look back at past failures and can convince themselves that they can't. The preparation stage. In this stage, they speak of those who are determined that they need to to change and have committed to the change and have even started the plan. This here's where sign up for the gym membership. I've got a plan. I'm going to go. As I'm signing, giving my credit card. I'm going to go at least once a week. You're in the preparation stage. But like I did this past year, that's as far as it got. Then there's the action stage. The action stage speaks a lot for itself. It's where the action is. It's where the action of change is. It is the going to the gym, and it is the going to the gym regularly. It is attending the meetings and participating. The diets have been changed, but this is also where many have failed because that's where they stay. Or they have not set proper goals. We spoke about that earlier this morning. They haven't set proper goals to say, okay, it has been successful. So they go to the gym every day. They go to the meetings every week. They eat the salad every day. But when is success achieved? The final and most important piece is the maintenance. This is where most people find success. This is where we go in, we say, okay, I've lost 
this many pounds. Now what? The maintenance is basically, in a nutshell, stopping, contemplating, preparing, and creating a new action and following through. This is where most of the success lies. So how can we take this toward repentance? Again, we see so many empty pews. Why? Not because of pre-contemplation, stuck there. Not because they're stuck in contemplation. Not because they didn't prepare. Not because they didn't act. But because after they acted, they didn't reevaluate. Too many, way too many, have I, too many times have I seen where people come to God and that's the last step. When we all know that's just the beginning. Too often, we think that that is the success. But those of us who are here know that as Paul said in Romans 20, uh, in 3.23, we have all sinned and fallen short. And I don't think that was just pre-conversion. I think you can put a timestamp before that. Yesterday, we have all sinned and fallen short. Last week, we have all sinned and fallen short. No matter how close to God we are, we still live in this fleshly body. Too many times, we take the Acts 2.38 and stop. I've heard it compared to... uh, maintenance of an automobile. And I like to put my own spin on it. We often, how many have gone out and bought a new-to-us used automobile? Runs pretty nice, you know, good gas mileage, runs well. You know, one of the considerations for, for how well it runs is you can drive it just one finger. You know, it's real smooth. Well, us in Cleveland understand potholes, and you hit enough of them, and it's no longer one finger. It's full. Trying to keep the thing straight. But we think that, okay, I can, I can handle that. I'm okay. What we don't see along with that is how much more we're spending in gas we don't see the wear on the tires that it's causing until a tire blows. And we, what went wrong? Why am I spending $200 in gas a week when I used to spend 30 I mean, that's an exaggeration, but what is, here's mine, what is that sound coming from the car? Why is that making that sound? 
oh, it'll be okay. We follow through with this in just problems cascade. When all we needed to do when we hit that pothole, we felt a little tug, is take the car in for maintenance and just get a realignment. And all would have been fine. Hey, sometimes us Christians, blood-bought, baptized, Holy Ghost-filled, we hit a couple potholes in life. And, okay, all of a sudden, it's not steering so well. But I'm okay. And the tires start wearing down. And it's it's starting to feel a little little loose, you know. It's, It's not driving too well. Well, it's costing more. It's harder to get to church now. It's harder to pray. I'm just trying to keep this life straight. It's harder. All of a sudden, wheel blows out. Oh, we have a death in the family. What is God doing? A bill that unexpectedly comes up. What's going on? I can't. And too often, we just like, I'm getting out. The car doesn't run anymore. I'll just walk. When all that it originally took was a realignment. All we needed to do was take ourselves to our heavenly mechanic. In some ways, he'll make the adjustments I know he has, he has done it with me, even just in a song. Given me a song. Or we've sung a song here and it just hit me. It's like, Harold, you need to change something. He's done it using pastor, speaking. Just, hey, you know that engine light, Harold? That's not supposed to be on. The important thing is that, one, we keep going on continuously, but that we continue to take ourselves before God and allow him to adjust us. This, which stage are you in? Oh, I don't have a problem. I can't get to church on time, but I don't have a problem. My bills aren't getting paid, but I don't have a problem. Or are we, bills aren't paid and I don't know how anything's going to change. I know there's a problem, but there's nothing I can do. Or are we, the bills aren't getting paid. I've prayed, but nothing's happening. Every so often we need to stop, do a little maintenance, let's reevaluate. Reevaluate where we're at. Reevaluate what we're doing. Reevaluate our path. You know, hey, that car used to drive real nice, used to drive straight. It doesn't anymore. Let's reevaluate what's going wrong. 
Let's reevaluate what we need to do, you know, where we put our money. Maybe we need to put a little bit of time and money into the car so that it will go straight. Maybe we need to put a little bit of time on us in prayer to say, God, it ain't going the way it used to. Is it me? Is it the world? Is it you? And I have found too many times it's me. What is the bishop says? It's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's not my brother, it's not my sister, but me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me. I need that adjustment. As I said, the radio program stated that the most important thing about the stages of change is knowing where you are. Taking action before you are convinced it is needed does not lead to success. Because sometimes stepping out is stepping out of the will of God. I've heard in, in, in talking to, to different people the, the phrase, some are called, some are sent. Some just got up and went. You know, sometimes God will tell you, hey, stop. Stand still. I'm, I'm reminded of the verse. Stand still and see that I am God. No, I'm, I'm guilty of it too often. It's like, okay, God, let's go. Okay, God, let's fight this. Okay, God, let's. When it's, he's saying, stand still. Let me show you I am God. Let me do a little bit of alignment in front of you. Just to remind you who is who. To remind, remind you where you are, where I see you are and where I see you going, and where I want you to go. We must know where we are and accept that we need help no matter where we are. God will provide that clarity. I read the first, uh, first verse of my uh, verses that I wanted to read today. It's Psalms 119, 105 through 107. First verse is, thy, lamp, or thy word is lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I've sworn and I will perform it that I will keep thy righteousness or thy righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy word. His word is our guide. Often the lyrics of a, of a song that I've often wanted to sing but have never either found a soundtrack or, or was able to get a soundtrack to do it. it. It's called The Lighthouse. And I'd like to read the lyrics to you. It says, In the midst of World War II, with tensions running high, off the eastern starboard or seaboard one dark and soggy night. A captain sighted out, sighted out ahead just off the starboard side, the beacon 
of another ship. The two would soon collide. Adjust your course 10 degrees to the north, he radioed ahead. Much to his amazement, the ship replied and said, Adjust your course 10 degrees to the south. The captain felt a chill. His eyes grew cold and narrow, and the two drew closer still. I'm the captain of this vessel, and this is a command. Adjust your course 10 degrees to the north, or receive a reprimand. Again, the voice replying is calm and as smooth as glass. Adjust your course 10 degrees to the south. I'm a seaman, second class. I'm a U.S. naval destroyer, destroyer, snapped the captain with a shout. Now adjust your course 10 degrees, no discussion, over and out. They drew unnervingly closer, his eyes fixed on the light. This time, the voice ripped through the air like lightning tears the, tears the night. I am the lighthouse. I am the lighthouse. The path you choose is perilous. Destruction lies ahead if you delay. But if you'll trust me, I will lead you through safely. Adjust your course and you'll be on your way. I am the lighthouse. How many years will a man stay blind before he learns to see? How many doors will a man kick down while I offer him the key? And as I begin to light the way, will he fail to recognize that I am here to light his path, not blind his eyes? I am the lighthouse. Often we talk about repentance being a 180-degree U-turn. It is an about-face. And translated, that is true. It's repente. It means about-face. But oftentimes, it's not seen as a 180-degree turn, but just a slight alignment change. Because although we may be ultimately going in the right direction, there's just that little bit that's pulling us aside. Did you know, and I just looked it up this morning, the alignment of a car, to be out of alignment is half a degree off on caster. The length of the wheel, an eighth of an inch off. and you're out of alignment. Just that little bit. Just that little bit. Cause, I mean, think, just that much causes so much effort. Just think, that little sin causes so much effort. That little thought that we hold constant. That little bit of bitterness that little bit of pain that we can't let go causes us so much struggle, so much wear, and it just costs us. As we begin this new year, 
I think it's a good thing that we look back at where we've come from. I think it's a better thing that we look at where we are right now. I think it is a good thing that we say, Lord, show me what you see. I think I know where I'm at. I think I know where I'm going. I'm pointed in the right direction, God. I heard it this morning. I'm doing good. I'm a good person. I'm doing right. Did you know that if you are in a boat at sea and you constantly point at your destination dead on, you'll never hit it. The tides will take you one way or the other. Because if you're always pointing that direction, tides will point you just a little bit, a little bit, and a little bit, and a little bit. And by the time you reach your destination, it's over there. And then you have to go against the tide to reach it. But pilots of vessels always point there, go a little bit, that point has moved. Okay, I need to not point there, but I need to point there so it can hit that. So they look at their instruments. They realign themselves. And it may look like, I've seen some ships in rivers that it may look like they're going almost dead north trying to get east. But you know what? They're traveling like this. They're pointed north but they're headed east because they have to point that way to go against the tide that's coming against them to get forward to where they're going. Just that little alignment. Can we all stand? As this year ends and a new year begins, can we take a little bit of time today? Can we take a little bit of time this week and say, Lord, give me a realignment. Lord, show me where I'm at. Show me truly where I'm pointed. And fix me. I want to make heaven my home. That's my, that's my point. That's my destination. But in life... Pointing directly at heaven doesn't always mean we're going to make it. We can point to it all we want, but if we don't make adjustments along the way, there's a good chance we won't make it. But with repentance, saying, Lord, again, show me. Lord, change me. Lord, I want to change. I want to make that change so that I'm doing your will. Can we all pray? Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would look down on me. Lord, show me my faults. Show me my errors. Lord, I pray that you help me change my direction according to your will. Change my direction according to Lord, the map that you have laid out. 
Lord Jesus, I repent of the wrong decisions that have, Lord, taken me out of alignment with you. Jesus, change me. Jesus, change me. I want to open the altar and invite anybody and everybody to come just to spend a few moments with God to say, Lord, change me to what you want. Change my perspective to match yours. Change my direction so that I am pointed correctly to make heaven my home, to be in your will. Lord Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I know there is peace within your presence. I speak to you. Every 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As we go throughout this day and we enter into a new year, every so often just stop and think of this. Lord, do I need a realignment? Lord, check me. Do I need a maintenance check? Again, the, the place that most change is failed is not doing the maintenance. The biggest cause of cars not working is not doing the maintenance. Lord, I need maintenance. I need the checkup. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord. Lord, for the spirit that you've allowed us, Lord, to be in. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Lord, for your presence. I thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, go with us this day. Keep us in your hand. Lord Jesus, keep us in your will. Lord, lead us, guide us in your direction. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Church, as we end this year, let's look forward to a prosperous year in the Lord. We see success in his kingdom in this church. And be blessed. You are dismissed in the name of the Lord.